honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the SportsStuff.com and also brought to you by the Oddman Media Network. Here are your hosts, Paladino Joey and Marcus the Forecaster. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Owijan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show. It's great to be back to talk Minnesota Timberwolves basketball. Well, for the most part. It's going to be a typical three-segment show. We got games to review, cut just two more games to preview, and then the regular season is over. And then it's off to playoff basketball conversation from here on out. And, of course, draft talk and all that good stuff. Draft lottery, but, yeah, draft talk. We won't be talking about the draft today. I know you may be a little bit bummed and annoyed with that, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'll maybe talk about it briefly when we get to the Facebook section. But, yeah, review, preview, and... Uh, fan interaction, Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff for Timberwolves Explosion. To get to the Facebook page, simply type in Timberwolves Explosion on Facebook, click on the one that says company, not group, company, not group, and then click like. And for the Twitter account, it is also at Wolves Explosion. You'll also see both uh, both ways to get there on the uh, the podcast description for this episode. So there you go. I mean, all that information will be there, including the call-in line, which is 209 736 7877, that's 209-736-7877. Thank you again for joining me. And now we've got four games to, to review. Yeah, four games. And once again, all losses. Yeah, well, I, I guess we're tanking. I mean, I, I, I guess like somebody has to be tanking, I suppose. I, 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 I guess it might as well be us, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's us. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? I, I guess it's us. Yeah, we even lost to the Lakers this week. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Man, I wish we did Showtime and T-Wolves this week, me and Vince, but, ah, uh, well, damn it. I wish we did, you know? Ah, uh, uh, and now lawn cleanup season is starting. I better mention that right now. Lawn cleanup season is starting tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, Monday. Huh. Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it is what it is, though, right? Monday, April 13th, which will be the New Orleans Pelicans game as well. Um, but yeah, long cleanup season is starting, which means the show's releases will be sporadic, but I'm going to do my best to continue to release these Sunday night, Saturday night, whatever it is, whatever I can. Probably Sunday night and Brave the Wild Saturday night, which I've been doing. I'm going to do my best to still get these out. Um, they may be shorter. I'm not sure. We'll we'll see what happens. It's all of what I have time and how much energy I have to keep these coming. But I'm going to do the best I can because I love doing this so very much. Just letting you know about that. So do apologize if I'm interrupting the show here. Tuesday, April the 7th, Minnesota has to Sacramento. And it was kind of a fun game to watch. It was kind of fun. But just the same old bullcrap. Minnesota loses 116-111. to 111. No defense. I mean, I mean, no defense. I mean, why is why is Omri Caspi's getting <laughs> thirty-one points against the Wolves? 
Why? Why is Casper getting 31 points against the Wolves? Eh, there's a couple of notes to talk about in this one. A couple of notables and the old broken record thing, which is, this is the good part about the broken record. The bad broken record is the defense sucked. The defense just sucked. I mean, Sacramento scored whenever they felt like it. Caspi at 31, Rudy Gay at 33. Great. That's great defense. And, yeah, I mean, and it's not just about stats. Just watch the game. Just, just watch the game. Watch about five minutes of the game, and, and you'll know the defense just what freaking sucks. Pardon my own near language there. I mean, the second and third quarter was just abysmal, and the Wolves kind of made it semi thing in the fourth quarter. Getting blown up by Sacramento really sucks. It's not fun. It's Sacramento, man. What, Whatever. Ugh, Derek Williams, I hate watching him. I hate his dunks. I hate this and that. He got 18 points. Only 12 field goal attempts to get there. Derek Williams looked good against us, but eh, most of the time he's just whatever. Ugh. Ugh. You know, Ben McLemore sucks. Okay, <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. And I keep saying, this guy sucks, that guy sucks, this sucks, that sucks. I know, that's boring and that's a broken record. So I apologize. Let's get back to the positive side of things. Just for the whole, the, the other side of the broken record. Andrew Wiggins and Zach Levine were fantastic, and they have a wonderful future in this league. Broken record. This is another kind of a broken record, you could kind of say. I almost ought to call this broken record part two, but I probably won't. <laughs> I, I kind of name shows on the fly, unless there's something obvious. Oh yeah, I know what I'm going to call it, and I'll be quiet. I'll let you know later. <clears throat> Andrew Wiggins, fantastic. 26 points, only 11 of 20 from the floor. Only had to shoot the ball 20 times to get there. But this is no stat that annoys the crap out of me. And, you know, it's Flip Saunders in this thing, this article that came on. We'll be talking about it later, too, uh, from 10A Brown. Just love, love, love the post. Love everything he has to say on there. The talk about, and yeah, we'll get to it later more, but I'm going to briefly throw it out right now, about he doesn't want Andrew Wiggins shooting uh, three-pointers too much. He wants to kind of not, not, not let him shoot too many threes and all that. And now Flip Saunders is obsessed with just two-point shot, two-point shot, two-point shot, and he's like not not big on the three-point shot, which is really bad considering modern basketball is all about the three-point shot. And, you know, I kind of agree with Flip. Just I'm kind of old school that way, but at the same time, no. I kind of agree that I'm kind of annoyed with the constant three-point shooting. But, but, with all that said... You have to adjust to it, man. You have to adjust to it, and you have to kind of alter things to play to that level. With all that said, he lets certain guys shoot way too many three-pointers when they're shooting poorly. You know, I don't know. I mean, (laughs) when a guy's on fire, let him continue to shoot the three. When a guy's really not making him that much, and he's missing everything basically all night, okay, that's great, you know? Kevin Martin had 37 points in this game, okay? 37 points in almost 44 minutes. And this is a guy that was not feeling well and was hurt and this and that. But it took him 31 attempts to get there. And he was 3 of 11 from the the, the three-point line. Man, really? You know, it's... That's not good. That's just not good. That's the ugliest 37 points I've ever seen. I mean, it was just clang, bang, miss this, miss that, miss layups... Missed two-point shots, missed three-point shots, missed floaters. Kevin Martin, you know, this is just like Kobe Bryant and his 9 billion field goal attempts to get his 28, you know. And it drove Vince crazy. Vince Germano, of course, the people's champ, co-host of 
Showtime and T-Wolves, and of course, a uh, bigger co-host with uh, the Courtside Podcast. Much more established show than Showtime and T-Wolves at this point, but uh, again, I love Showtime and T-Wolves, and we got to get that going. Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, hosts of the Courtside Podcast. Yes, sir. But uh, that's way too many field goal attempts for me, man. What the flip, Saunders, man. And only one field three-point attempt from Andrew Wiggins, who, um, I'm telling you, man, this guy... <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, I'm gonna save it until I get deeper into this uh, into these game reviews. I don't want to go way too far on this Sacramento game because it was kind of meh. Um, I'm telling you, this Andrew Wiggins. Oh my God, guys! I, I'm telling you. Oh, I ought to say it now. I'm, I'm gonna try to save it and let it build up. But Zach Levine had a double double, 21 points, 11 assists. Just looks fantastic out there. Made half of his shots, like I was saying. Missed, made only one of five three pointers, which not was not good, but whatever. It seems like nobody shoots good from three on this team, or, or is allowed to, <laughs> per se. Uh, we also assigned Arinze Onoako, and I, uh, yeah, he's just here because Gorgie Zhang is out, and um, yeah, Justin Hamilton, oh, yeah, Justin Hamilton's been the starting center all week, and yeah, uh, uh, you know, yeah. That about sums it up. Adrian Payne, ah, only one of four from the floor, two points in 13 minutes. I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I don't know about Adrian Payne. You know, he, yeah, he's a rookie, but he's turning 25. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hmm. Huh. I don't know about Adrian Payne. You know, there, there's good and bad about him. We'll see. Uh, if. Yeah, he's not the starting power forward for this team long term. He's hopefully a, a nice energy guy off the bench later on. Well, we'll see. Right now, you know, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of positives on this team and just a lot of annoying, like, just a lot of annoyances. As, uh, and, of course, the injuries have made this team look uglier than than shit. You know, u- uglier than, than shit, to be quite honest. And pardon my French, not everybody wants to hear that. Maybe Nate Lindholm's listening. I don't know if he wants to hear that or not, but I apologize. Uh, Those of you guys in Aussie, I don't think you guys care too much. I think you guys enjoy it, actually. Maybe you think it's more personality, but okay, whatever. The injuries are just unbelievable. They're sad. They suck. Ricky Rubio's going to be going for uh, going to be going for uh, some surgery. We'll get back to that later again on Facebook page. It just never ends. It just is what it is. And we're probably, yeah, and according to Flip Saunders, we're going to be staring at the same faces the rest of the way, and uh, the place, the faces that have been missing will not be returning, that being Kevin Garnett, Gary Neal, Anthony Bennett, Ricky Rubio, of course, Gorgi Zhang, Shabazz Muhammad, and Nick, Nicky, Nikola Pekovic. All, uh, none of the above will be playing at any point again the remainder of the season. The Sacramento game just was ugly, and the Wolves kind of made the score look a teeny bit prettier than it was, and uh, whatever. Let's move on to the Portland game. Wednesday, April the 8th, did you think the Wolves are going to win this? A back-to-back from Sacramento? No, they just they just weren't. But Andrew Wiggins was freaking awesome in this game. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins is freaking awesome. Zach Levine was really really good. Levine again made half of his shots. Kevin Martin made one third of his shots. Oh, but he had he scored. You know, it's like Kevin Martin's goal is to score more points than field goal attempts, as long as it's more. You know, it doesn't matter how close it is, but it, at least he had more points than field goal attempts. You know. That, that's about what it is with Kevin Martin now. 15, 5 out of 15 from the floor from Kevin Martin, 17 points. No. You know, it's just no. No! Ugh. 
Yeah, Chase Bunninger has been getting double digits every single night, and he had five steals in this game. There was a point the Wolves made it semi-interesting, semi-interesting for a little while, and then it just went down the absolute you-know-what as things continued to go during the course of this game. The Wolves were the Wolves lost every quarter in this game, every single quarter. <laughs> it's crazy when you look at it. I mean, Portland just rolled all over this team. 116-91 was officially the final. 29-19. 26 to 17, 29 to 26, 32 to 29. Every quarter, the Blazers swept it throughout the way. But with all that said, Andrew Wiggins absolutely amazing. Just love him. Just love him. The Wolves couldn't rebound worth a damn the entire night, and I was cursing and stuff on Twitter. Uh, it's really hard to watch, you know. It's it's really hard. It's these guys can't rebound at all, and it's annoying. Mayors Leonard was like, Mayors Leonard was getting lots of rebounds in this one. Marcus Aldrich was getting all these tip-ins, and it's just, God dang it, uh, it's 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 hard to watch that. The Blazers just rolled all over us. Is there really much more to say other than Andrew Wiggins was fantastic, twenty-nine points? But Field Gluberson is not so good. It was more about him, as he does. He crashes, <laughs> crashes the net, and gets fouled. He kind of gets gets guys off the ground, and. Does what he does. Goes in a shooting motion, and he made it 11 of 15 from the line. That's good. But overall, a nasty game for the Wolves. 116-91 loss on that, uh, in that one. And now we can start talking about Andrew Wiggins. And in this game, and then Zach Levine in the next one. Yes, Andrew Wiggins had 26 points and 29 points against Sacramento and Portland, respectively. But now, as we continue this road trip, this West Coast road trip, Friday, April the 10th, a 106-98 loss to my uh, <laughs> across the uh, across the table we'll call it, but it's really across the <laughs> across the whole planet. <laughs> Vince Germano, it's it's across the laptop or across the, the desktop, whatever you want to call it. Right lately, it's been a laptop. I haven't been using <laughs> the desktop's been out of commission for months now. Damn it! But um, yeah, <sighs> this is laptop number two. Laptop number three, the really good ones upstairs. Uh, at least I have number two now. I've been using the, the, the really old, crappy one for a while, but it was still doing a good job. Uh, okay, pardon me. Um, but yeah, this was a Showtime and T-Wolves type of game, and his club just rolled all over the Wolves like they like they just, like they they just actually have good players on their team. You know, they, they actually look like they have good players. <laughs> the Lakers have good players. <laughs> yeah, lots of talent. Lots. Endless talent on the Lakers. Just, hmm. Yeah, that's Ryan Kelly. Wow, he's just so awesome. He's so good that he got 21 points in this game. Made 5 out of 6 from 3-point range. Oh, yeah, he was wide open every freaking time. But, hey, at least he made him. Good for him. 21 points, 7 assists, too. 7 assists as he was hitting Tariq Black. Tariq Black was getting all these offensive tippings. God! It just could bite the TV screen, man. Just watching that. It just killed us. We looked like We looked so bad. In this game. I mean, we looked so awful. <laughs> but at least Kevin Martin, well, you know what? This time he had more field goal attempts than, than points. <laughs> Two of six from the floor, six points. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, Kevin Martin. You, <laughs> field goals won this one, huh? They won this round. <laughs> oh, <sighs> Okay, Zach, Le- uh, uh, Zach Levine doing what he does, attacking the the basket, one up with 18 points. He looks good. Broken record continues. 
Okay, are we ready to talk about Andrew Wiggins now? Because, yeah, Adrian Kane had some nice close-range dunks and everything, and that was good, and they looked nice, and I appreciate it. He had seven rebounds in the game. Andrew Wiggins had ten, though. Andrew Wiggins led the Wolves with ten rebounds, and he had six assists in this game, too. He's starting to remind me of somebody that plays in Cleveland a little bit. Okay, just a little bit. Hey, now take it easy. Now don't you dare come on here and say, Oh, whoa, hey, Joey, are you comparing him to LeBron James? A little bit. A little bit. Early on, a little bit. Now take it easy, okay? Please take it easy. But he's starting to show some of that multifacetedness and that leadership on the court that LeBron had even at a young age with the Cavs. And I'm talking when he was 21, not when he's not when he's 20 years old. Yeah, when he's 20 years old and stuff. Not when he's 30 and leading the Miami Heat to a second straight championship and MVP awards and maybe his 19th MVP this year if, if he uh, overcomes James Harden and Stephen Curry, everybody thinks it's going to be one of those two. And I don't think either one of them is going to win the championship this year. Oh, did I say that? Andrew Wiggins, you know, on paper, he looks like LeBron. And even on the court, he looks like LeBron when he's passing the ball. But you know who he's reminding me of when he drives the lane? I mean, he, he had a couple of spin and dunks in this game. Reminiscent of one of my all-time favorite athletes. Not just basketball players, but athletes that ever lived. Just in any sport. Just love him to death. And that man's name <laughs> is the human highlight film, Dominique Wilkins. Driving the lane, spin and dunk. And he just, he, he makes it look easy, and he's attacking the lane with no regard for human life, as Kevin Harlan used to say. Just the way he does it, and the way he's able to accomplish it. And he's not even filled out physically yet. He's so He's still skinny, but you can tell he's it's real, you know, he's got the pop there that's going to come out as he continues to bulk up in the coming years, as now that he's, again, a very young 20 at this stage. Those moves he's making to the basket, just the spins and, the, and this and that, and he's there, and, and how he developed a fadeaway shot. I mean, I remember his first basket, the first basket I ever saw him make, real early, way back against Memphis or whoever it was, it was Sacramento, no, Memphis, it's always Sacramento, isn't it, to start out the season with the Wolves? But when I saw him shoot a fadeaway and, it, and go in and everything, and I'm like, wait a minute, he's 19 and he's posting up and getting fadeaways? What the hell? And then now he's 20 and his posted game's looking even better. Are you telling me this guy isn't going to be the greatest Minnesota Timberwolf of all time? You're telling me he isn't? If this guy stays healthy, he is going to make everybody... <laughs> okay, I won't go as far as I want to. <laughs> <laughs> but he is going to be the best Timberwolf ever. Uh, if he stays healthy, it's going to happen. I wanted to say he's going to make everybody forget about Kevin Garnett. But no, nobody's going to forget about Kevin Garnett. I get all that. But there's something really special about Andrew Wiggins. Not just special. There's something special about Zach Levine. He's going to be a really good player. I think he's going to make the All-Star game multiple times in his career. But Andrew Wiggins, there's something really special about this guy. I mean, this guy is the real freaking deal. And when I hear people talking about Jabari Parker, and 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 uh, 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 why am I why am I blanking Gordon over there in Utah and stuff, and his offensive game is is you know it's ahead of Andrew Wiggins and stuff. Yeah, maybe it was ahead of Andrew Wiggins when he was timid and, and weak his first month or so in the season. And yes, it's April. I get it, it's April basketball. And the Lakers suck. Okay? The Lakers suck. Sacramento sucks. 
But he did. He got 29 points against Portland, too. And Portland's making the playoffs, and they are an annoyingly good team. They're annoyingly good, Tristan Mayer. Uh, he might be listening. I don't know, because I'm pretty sure that was him that tweeted me. We'll talk about that much later again. At Wolves Explosion to get there. At Wolves Explosion. <clears throat> um, Andrew Wiggins is going to be a... Uh, <laughs> He's going to be a, a first-team All-NBA guy for a while in this league. When when the when when he's in his prime, first-team All-NBA man. No way, man. He is going to be the first, absolutely first-team All-NBA. There's no doubt about it. He he is that good. He has that strong of a future in this league. <laughs> I'm telling you, the way he goes to that basket with authority, and again with no physical frame yet at this stage. LeBron had a lot of muscle when he was about 20, 21, 22. He was huge. I remember the dunk he, he had when I was at the Wolves game um, when I had a 10-game plan back in 03-04. No, 04-05. 04-05. It was, his, uh, it was his third year already. Wow. No? No, 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 no. It was his second year in the league. Le- the dunk LeBron had in there, I was like, oh, my God. It was like an alley-oop. And, um, yeah, when Wiggins gets bigger like that, he'll never be huge like LeBron, I don't think. But when he gets bigger, oh, my God, this guy. <laughs> and to think of how people were talking about he had a an off, a limited offensive game, it looks pretty damn good now, doesn't it? They thought that he was just going to be a defensive specialist and average about 18 a game throughout his career, maybe 21, 22, like Garnett. No, 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 no. Kevin Garnett never was scoring 21, 29 points as a rookie. Never. He, you know, maybe once in a while he'd get a 20-pointer. But um, Andrew Wiggins' aggressiveness on offense is way beyond Garnett's. And yes, Kevin Garnett's defense is way beyond Wiggins right now. But Wiggins' defense is still pretty good. And it's going to get better. And when he, again, fills out physically, it's going to be a lot better. Okay. With all that said, Justin Hamilton sucks. No, (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, he does suck. I'm not a huge fan. But he's uh he's a he's he's scrappy. He's a nice like backup type of guy. But watching him start at center, I, I can hardly stand it. But uh, yeah, uh, Andrew Wiggins looks freaking awesome. But outside of that, yeah, the Lakers, the way they just rolled all over us, it drove me nuts. I mean, Tariq Black with 18 points, 10 rebounds. He looked like freaking Kenneth Fareed, Tariq Black out there, and it was annoying. It was annoying to watch. Jordan Clarkson is a good player. Vince, yeah, he's a good player. And Ryan Kelly isn't bad either. He's actually pretty good too, but he looked too good, man. It was kind of annoying. Wesley Johnson, he looked like the Timberwolves version of Wesley Johnson. He almost fouled out. Um, only had 10 points and 11 field goal attempts and played about 42 minutes. Two of eight from three. Yep, he was the Timberwolves version of Wesley Johnson on this particular night. And Jabari Brown? Yeah, Jabari Brown. What the hell? Who, who the hell is that, right? 20 points, seven assists. Think about it. Jordan Clarkson had nine assists. Just look at that. And then Dwight, <laughs> Dwight, Bullocks. I don't know. I'm probably not even saying it right. Look at the assists. What am I? Yeah. I mean, look look at the assists between these guys. Look at this. This tells you that the way they just rolled all over us and how horrible our defense is because the guys were open right under the basket. You know, Tariq Black was open right under the freaking basket. Even Sacre Blue, who totally sucks, in my opinion. Pardon me for that. Sacre Bleu, um, Robert Sacre, wide open under the basket a few times. I mean, look at that. Nine assists for Clarkson. Seven for Brown, Jabari Brown. Five, six for Dwight. I don't even know if I'm going to say his name right. Boyix. Boyix. 
That's a lot of assists. Oh, and by the way, Ryan Kelly, seven assists. Wesley Johnson, four assists, 35 assists for the game for the LA Lakers. That's a pretty bad defense, but hey, good on the Lakers. They're having a good game. And, um, well, okay. Uh, maybe, maybe you won't get a fifth overall pick after all. And maybe they'll win the whole freaking draft and we'll wind up with like the third or fourth. But uh, knock on wood, we're going to wind up with one or two. New York Knicks won uh, the other day, so now we're tied at 16 losses or wins for the year. Aha, I wish it was 16 losses. 16 wins for the year, so we're tied now. <laughs> we're tied. <laughs> Saturday, April 11th. Golden State has about 16 losses and 65 wins. No, they don't even have 16 losses yet. Oh my god. 37 game, 37 wins at home, by the way, which is uh, the same number of points that Zach Levine had in this game. Yeah. I hate the Warriors, though. They shoot so many threes, it's annoying to watch. It's good. Yes, they make them, but it's... <laughs> they're, like, annoyingly good at it. Where It's just like that, that stupid video game where it's just not even fair. Like, every time he shoots it, it goes in. It's like, oh, bullshit. Come on. They can't make every single one of them. Give me a break. And it drives me absolutely nuts when they're up by, like, you know, they're up by, like, nine or, like, like 15 points with, like, 30 seconds left and they're still hoisting threes and they go in and it's like, Ugh! you know, it's like, oh, screw you. Yeah, that bugs me. And that's why that's what I don't like about the Warriors. But, I don't know, maybe I'm just jealous. Maybe I'm just jealous. Stephen Curry, like, you know, they, they didn't even shoot very well. They, they were only 11 of 31 from three. 35%. That's not that good, actually, to be honest. <laughs> but they still made every one they had to make. You know, even though the Wolves, again, for some strange reason, were like a kind of a tough matchup for the Warriors. Though it did help that Zach Levine was just exploding on the scene in this particular game. Again, 37 points. The way he was attacking the basket. I mean, he was doing it all. He was attacking the basket, getting layups, getting dunks, shooting threes, hitting long twos, getting fouled, getting free throws. Zach Levine was absolutely awesome in this game. He brought the Wolves back from a pretty wide deficit in this one. Again, 37 points. He stood out above everybody. Even Justin Hamilton had a double-double, though, which was pretty impressive for his sake. <laughs> 12 and 10 from the floor. Even three assists in the game. Three blocks for Justin Hamilton. I didn't see that coming, but he played well. And good, you know, and good on him, ultimately. It was pretty much a seven-man rotation the whole night. Chase Bunninger was pretty weak for the longest time. But in that fourth quarter, he was good as well. It was Chase Bunninger and Zach Levine that brought the Wolves back in this one. Kevin Martin was what I expected. Not much to really talk about. Adrian Payne, I just, I don't know. He's kind of painful to watch. Pardon me for that. And just heard a bolt of lightning nearly strike the house. Holy moly. That kind of came out of left field. <laughs> Um, Andrew Wiggins was doing really good for a while. He even won up with nine assists, but then he started turning the ball over and he started missing shots and he just kind of got more timid in this one. And as great as Zach, or as, uh, excuse me, as Andrew Wiggins was this whole week, Zach Levine may have stolen something away from him. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, he was unbelievable in this game. And he was good all week to be, to be fair. He had like 18 point games and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with what I'm going to go with here in a second. I do still think the Warriors are not going to win the finals. I think San Antonio is going to ultimately knock them out of the playoffs because, like, their only home loss all year, or was it one of two? Yeah, two home losses all year was to San Antonio. Surprise, surprise. The Spurs are the worst possible matchup for the Warriors, and if the Spurs wind up, as it looks like they will, 
wind up with either the second or third seed. That sets up nicely for a strong possibility that the Spurs would match up with the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals as long as they survive <laughs> to get there. They will win the first round as far as I'm concerned. I think they could beat the Dallas Mavericks 2 versus 7 if that's the case or uh, was it? Uh, well, we'll worry about that in a little bit next week when we talk more playoffs. Um, if they, as long as they can survive Memphis and they have in the past Golden State and San Antonio Western Conference Finals. Uh huh. It's going to be a really tough battle for the Warriors. They they could they can beat them, but it's going to be tough. Um, Zach Levine though was just so fun to watch in this game. I mean, he was making everything, driving everything. Just an amazing game between him and uh, Stephen Curry were going at it all night, and it was pretty cool to watch. Nice to see Zach Levine play with some confidence. I never really have doubted his confidence, but my my goodness, he was playing fantastic, and he's been good all month. About the last, literally back into March, uh, Zach Levine has been pretty damn strong, to be quite honest. No rookie of the year for him, but very strong nonetheless. So let's wrap up this uh, week's preview, or reviews, pardon me, and let's jump into the Lone Wolf and Johnny Flynn Memorial. Well, I think Zach Levine stole the uh, Lone Wolf away, and I'll give him his first... Uh, I'm going to give Zach Levine his first Lone Wolf Award. Very strong, honorable mention. In fact, I might even give him a co-Lone Wolf Award to Andrew Wiggins, who looks like Andrew Wilkins out there. You know what I mean? Dominique Wiggins, or Dominique Wiggins actually sounds better. That's what I'm thinking of calling this show. <laughs> um, <laughs> man... But the Levine machine was quite a machine indeed, particularly in that fourth quarter. And if he can be as clutch as I think he can be, woo! You know, he, there, there's your Garnett and Marbury. And they might end up being better versions of both long-term, especially if Zach Levine sticks around versus Marbury's dumbass who had to fly away to New York and accomplish nothing until he got to China. <laughs> Hopefully Levine's will, Levine will be in the uh, have his attitude in the right place along with uh, Wiggins and as long as they feel wanted here, this could be a, a very fun run for them. Johnny Flynn Memorial, Adrian Payne and Kevin Martin, you guys suck. I'm sorry. Suck. Kevin Martin, all these clanging shots, and I, I I don't know, and somebody might yell at me. He was 3 of 11 in the Warriors game, by the way, but when you are, when you're as close as you are in field goal attempts versus points, you're not playing good. You're, you're just not playing well at all. Kevin Martin had 11 field goal attempts and 12 points. That's lousy. And he had to make five out of six free throws to get there. That's lousy, man. So I'm not impressed. And I'm not impressed with Adrian Payne lately. I I don't know about him. He's, he looks really... He looks... I don't know if he's not sure of himself or what. And he looked pretty awful in this Warriors game. A couple of key turnovers late. When the Wolves are actually in this one. So it drove me crazy. Co-Johnny Flynn's to those two guys. There it is. <laughs> this is kind of a long segment because I got pretty emotional there. And it was, uh, I've been waiting to get that out about the last 24, 36, whatever, 72 hours, all the way back to the Laker game, to be quite honest. So there it is. Let's talk about the last two games of the regular season, which will have playoff implications, believe it or not. shop on Amazon? Did you know that you could support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping 
and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Did I really say Andrew Wiggins is going to be a better player than Kevin Garnett and on a Timberwolves show? Well, yeah, I did. What are you going to do about it? And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Preview segment, segment number two. Only two more games to preview for this regular season. Unfortunately, the Timberwolves will not qualify for the playoffs. That's probably not a huge surprise for everybody. And I'm not trying to be mean and sarcastic. It's just a fact. And these are two teams. The Timberwolves uh, will... Well, one of them they've had, they've not been playing well against. The other one they've, they've had some good games against, but haven't well, won any games against them. We'll talk about them very shortly. But to be quite honest, these games have major playoff implications, to be quite honest. At least for the 8th seed. New Orleans and Oklahoma City are tied for the 8th seed in the Western Conference at this point in time. The Trailblazers have to play the Thunder <clears throat> in their other game. There's only two games remaining for those, for both of these teams as well. New Orleans Pelicans, their chance of making the playoffs is actually kind of good. And Minnesota will be playing against the New Orleans Pelicans in the Target Center. So we wrap up the season in the Target Center. Two final games. No Kevin Garnett in uniform. Maybe next year we'll see. Monday, April the 13th, the New Orleans Pelicans will be will be pleasant visitors. We'll be trying to give them some nice hospitality here, some southern hospitality here in Minnesota, right? Yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about, do I? Absolutely no idea. Omera Asik, Antonio, 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 Antonio Davis, Tyreek Evans, who's been having a nice rebound of a year, Eric Gordon's still hanging around and playing fairly well. Yeah, Norris Cole's been solid, and you know, at the shooting. Well, I they have him at shooting guard. I think he's kind of a point guard, but I don't, I don't know what they're doing with this thing. I don't know if I agree with all of this, but whatever. Uh, Dante Cunningham's a nice backup power forward for them. They have a lot of nice players. I think they deserve to make the playoffs. But of course, a lot of people would rather see the Thunder in there with the way Westbrook's been playing with his nineteen like triple doubles and all that. Again, to me, that doesn't guarantee he gets an MVP or anything, especially if the team doesn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, it's probably going to be Curry, Harden, or LeBron. I kind of lean LeBron to be quite honest, but you guys might not like that too much. That's just how I roll. I think there's more to basketball than just three pointers, and it seems like. <laughs> Okay, maybe I should, I'm not going to get into that argument either. That'd be that's a stupid argument. I apologize. Um, yeah, there's more to Stephen Curry than just three pointers too. New Orleans has pretty much waxed the walls all season, except for the one game in Target Center earlier this year. It was a fairly good game, 92 to 84. Other than that, in New Orleans is just garbage. You know, like 20 points, 40 point game way back in November. In fact, that was actually. Yeah, that was almost a 50-point game. It was a 48-point win for New Orleans. 48-point win for them back on November the 14th. Um, ugh, and then a 22-point thrashing March the 29th, not even that long ago. I think New Orleans wins this game by, like, 11. Uh, I'm going to go with 100 to... Yeah, 100 to 89. I think Minnesota is not going to win the game. Wiggins will be really good. Levine will be good. Kevin Martin will shoot too much. Justin Hamilton will either get four points or ten points, and he'll either get four rebounds or nine rebounds. 
But with Antonio Davis and getting all those guys there and Osik, he's going to probably wind up with like four rebounds and he'll have a crappy game. That's just how I see it right now. I do think Wiggins will have a very strong game, though. I could see Wiggins with a 28-29 point game and hopefully some some more spin dunks. I think he'll have a nice rebound after that uh, that, that icky uh, Oklahoma game. Oklahoma, excuse me, that icky uh, Warriors game, Golden State game. Levine will be good, but I think Wiggins will be better in this one. And if the Wolves do beat the New Orleans Pelicans, it'll be because of Andrew Wiggins or maybe Kevin Martin like makes two-thirds of his shots. It's going to be one of those really good games, but Kevin Martin's not been playing well, and he's not been feeling well. He's not been looking good. New Orleans wins 100-89. to Yes, this segment's probably going to be fairly short. Uh, New Orleans Pelicans win their 44th game of the year, and it gives them a nice little boost, a, a chance to make the postseason. Oklahoma City comes to town to wrap up the regular season. Uh, maybe two seasons end this night. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Oklahoma has one less loss than uh, New Orleans, so New Orleans must have been. I'll check that here in a second. But the, the So the Thunder still have a chance here. The, 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 if, if the New Orleans Pelicans lose to Minnesota on uh, uh, tomorrow, Monday, April the, the 13th, they will not make the playoffs, and Oklahoma City will. Look at it that way. Uh, of course, Kevin Durant's out until Hellfreeze is over. We all know that. Uh, Westbrook is the triple-double king. DJ Augustine is a really nice backup point guard. Waiters has been playing well. You know, when you look at Oklahoma City, they're equipped pretty nicely. Even Kyle Singler is pretty good. And, and, and Anthony Morrow's a nice three-point shooter, even though he's not been having the best season really for, for a while now. Enos Cantor's really good, you know. He's really good. And even Nick Collison's always been fairly valuable. For Oklahoma City, the Thunder, you know, they've actually had a similar record, oh, similar type of scores against the Wolves, just not as ugly. <laughs> just not as ugly. What's funny, though, is the Thunder really beat the Wolves pretty good way back in December 12th, and then in Oklahoma, the Wolves played very well, I remember that, and they just kind of blew it. They just blew it. Just turn, costly turnovers and missed shots late in that game, and they only had 84 points. 92-82 in January 26th, and then March 13th, Oklahoma did what they do, and they just kind of beat the Wolves soundly. 14-point win. It felt like more, and uh, Mr. Westbrook had like his 19th triple-double in that game. That's basically what happened. Uh, this game is going to be kind of, it's going to be something like, uh, well, o- o- Oklahoma City had under 100 points in one of the games. That's kind of funny over there. I think this one will be higher scoring. Oklahoma is going to be playing with everything they got. They're going to be trying to make the postseason. Don't be surprised if Westbrook has another triple double or something like that. He'll probably shoot the ball about thirty times. <laughs> Don't be surprised if he attempts like twenty-five to thirty shots in this game. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think Oklahoma City is going to win this one, and Minnesota is going to wind up with a sixteen with sixteen wins on the season and sixty. What would it be? 66 losses on the year. Yeah, 66 losses on the year. So there you go. There's your 82 games. Um, Oklahoma's going to win this one. 102. It's going to be close. I'm going to say 102 to 94. It'll be fairly close. It'll be interesting, but the Thunder will kind of pull away at the end. And I was leading New Orleans possibly making it. No, I think Oklahoma City is going to wind up with the eighth seed, and they're going to make it fairly interesting. For the Warriors, but they won't win the series. It'll be like a six, five or six gamer. Oklahoma will win one at home, maybe, maybe one or two at home. But uh, I think Oracle's going to be protected well until San Antonio pays a visit and says, "Hey, buddy, we got five. You got zero. What are you going to do? 
Let's let's see what you guys got. <laughs> and if Golden State goes on and wins, good for them. That's basically where it stands. Oklahoma City has a very nice lineup, even without Kevin Durant. But with Kevin Durant, they're a 55-65 win team. To be quite honest, it's just unfortunate. It's been an injury-riddled couple of years for Durant and Westbrook. Mostly Westbrook for a while, but then this year is just a lost year for Kevin Durant. Kind of like a David Robinson breaking his foot type of year. Unfortunately for them, though, they will not be in the draft lottery. Because even if they miss the playoffs, they're going to get the 14th pick. Big deal. You know, big freaking deal. 14th pick. But then again, you can get a pretty good player at 14. It's just probably not a game changer right out of the gate, though. Like a Tim Duncan for San Antonio. Remember, what you know, that's what got things going for them, obviously. All right, enough. Let's, uh, there it is. I feel the Wolves will not win another game this season. They will wind up, they will finish this year with a 12-game losing streak. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just, it just is what it is. (laughs) You think I'm enjoying that fact? It's not a fun thing, but... Unfortunately, it's going to be what it is. So that will take a quick break and get into the fan interaction right after this. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction segment. Let's roll. Simply look up Timberwolves Explosion on Facebook. Timberwolves Explosion. Click on the one that says company, not group, and then click like and you'll join the page and comment down there as much as you can. It's a great addition to the show and always greatly appreciated. Alright, so let's check up where we left off on the Facebook page. As usual, I post the show on there to let everybody know the show's out and everything. Sometimes people comment, sometimes they don't. That's a great point of, uh, well, you know, it's a great checkpoint from the last show. Nobody commented this time, but I do appreciate the likes that were given. Um, oh, what, what, uh, why am I forgetting his name now? Oh my god, I feel so bad. <laughs> oh my god, I feel bad. But yeah, um, one of the major Timberwolves guys, I think it's McPherson. Yeah, McPherson um, posted this picture on Twitter. The Keep Calm and Andrew Wiggins, James McPherson, I believe is his name. And I do apologize. Why am I blanking? Because I know the name very well. Uh, he goes on 1500 frequently. But then again, he doesn't necessarily need my help <laughs> or anything. But yeah, he posted a nice picture. Keep calm and Andrew Wiggins. I think that's cool. Posted that up there. Uh, I got a comment back from Tanae Brown. He says, the only reason I can really keep watching the Wolves is Wiggins at the moment. Ha ha. Yep, I agree. Well, Zach Levine too. But yeah, I, I agree. And to see how many, uh, see if Kevin Martin will get more uh, points than field goal attempts. Or, or maybe more field goal attempts than points. That's actually even funnier. It's more interesting. I posted this article as well from Wojo on Yahoo, it says, uh, yeah, Wojnowski, uh, he says, uh, Rubio to have exploratory ankle surgery. So it's more or less kind of checking it out to see what's going on in there, more than actually necessarily fixing stuff, but then, you know, maybe there's something he's going to find in there. The uh, the doctor down there is going to find, and then we'll, we'll see what happens. It's going to be in Southern California on Monday, tomorrow. So, yeah, we'll find out what goes on. Arthroscopic surgery on the troublesome ankle. So we shall see how things turn out there. Because uh, see where the source of irritation is coming from for Mr. Ricky Rubio. Now to check some outside posts here. Obviously not from uh, me posting. We start with Kamal Hilton who shared Tim Wolves' explosion 
Thank you so very much. Kamal Hilton out of Toronto, Ontario. He also works for uh, uh, blogs for, excuse me, for NBA Australia. So very, very, <laughs> very good writer in, indeed, without a doubt. And uh, keeps up with the Toronto Raptors. Kind of like, kind of a beat writer for the Toronto Raptors with uh, NBA Australia. So, very, very cool. And uh, he continues to grow and develop in his uh, in his media career. And really appreciate uh, his posting and sharing for Timberwolves Explosion. I'd like to continue to share and post what, what he does as well. Thank you very much. And again, like we've talked about in the past, he will be a welcome guest on this show. Do expect to hear his voice in Timberwolves Explosion at some point in the not-too-distant future. Obviously, right now, my schedule gets a little tighter, and that's going to suck a little bit, but we'll see what happens in, in the coming weeks and, and months and all that and getting into the draft and maybe talk just talking some Wiggins during the summer, maybe, maybe something like that. We'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Joseph Phillips out of Australia saying, Sacramento game. <laughs> Realize you are tired. Realize you're tired, but poor shooting chaps. Yeah, meaning he's talking about the Wolves in general. They're tired, but poor shooting chaps. <laughs> This could easily have been 157-152 type of game with better shooting. Aren't these two teams letting the most points of the league? Yeah, this is pretty bad defense on both teams. It's not just the Timberwolves. Sacramento, has the last time they had good defense, you know, I, I don't really remember. Maybe when Ron Artest was there for a short spell. Uh, just, just because of him, though. Overall, Sacramento's really never had good defense. Maybe back in the 80s or something. You know, I mean, I, I I barely remember Sacramento ever having good defense, ever. Phillips continues on a different topic on Wednesday, saying that the line makers, the lines makers reckon Portland will win this game by 17 points. Yep, by 17. I reckon, slash hope, they keep it close. And the Wolves did not, unfortunately. That would have been nice. Uh, then there was a lot of conversation back and forth with me and Joseph Phillips. I remember that. He said, Portland are playing like smug SOBs. Yep, I, I agree with that. I hate that team. He said, I hope the pups wore them down. Yeah, I, I think they're very smug. Um, I said, I hate the Blazers, and that's why they're a bunch of assholes. And that's why, yeah, because they're smug. Uh, it's a couple of back and forth there. He said, Clippers are trailblazers. Who takes the number one spot? I was saying it's tough, but probably the Blazers because of the history. But Chris Paul is as douchey as it gets. And Griffin is cheap. Remember when he sat on Kevin Love? That was crap. That was a bunch of BS. Uh, here we go. Yep. Joseph Phillips continues saying, oh, there was dumb, dumb, dumb decisions by the Pops. They are trying to be globetrotters, but their effectiveness is that of a team full of tranquilizers. Oh, yeah. Tranquilizers. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, they look like fifth graders. There was a big mess out there. And Joseph Phillips saying, Paige and Kevin Martin, the team is on the court already and waiting for you to turn up because, yeah, Martin was pretty... Pretty bad indeed. Pretty bad, without a doubt. Yeah, that was a fun little conversation back and forth. He's a cool guy. Um, Tanae Brown, yep, posting the article, a very important one. Simply, And uh, Tanae was saying, I just don't know anymore. And so Flip Saunders apparently doesn't want Andrew Wiggins shooting threes. And that conversation continues to frustrate us all. I think he shouldn't be the coach of the Timberwolves going into the future because if you're going to limit Andrew Wiggins in any way, you're crazy. Let Landry Wiggins play his game. You know, you can develop him and, and, and give him pointers and teach him stuff. You know, show him stuff, sure. But to deny him a part of his, a potential part of his game that I think would be pretty good, be careful, Flip. Please, please be careful. Uh, Joseph Silb saying, one day, one day, Wiggins, Wiggins, he will be telling a coach what to do, hopefully without uh, the hardened ego. Yeah, I, 
yeah, I, I'm not a big Harden fan either. You know, you know how I always didn't like Westbrook. I, I, I don't know. The NBA is getting so cocky, and now it's driving me crazy. And I, I love the league and everything. I love the game, but a lot of the players are starting to turn me off more and more with some of that ego. And I know it's always been there, but it's just it's worse than it kind of ever was. You know, it's just too much of a too much of like a mafia like driven like. Uh, they're they're almost like mafia leaders out there. It's getting to be too much. Like they can do whatever they want, and and like you know, especially LeBron. Good lord, he's like the freaking godfather, and it's it's too much. Anyhow, off topic, just a little bit there, getting a little bit too far. Hank McCoy. Yep, here we go. He says, "Hey, sorry, hey Joey, sorry I haven't been on the boards much the past week. I've been sick as a dog, and yes, he has been sick. That's why he hasn't been uh, recording that much either." Uh, he says, "For those who don't know, we are raising a little coin." to keep the show going over the next 12 months. So if any of the listeners want to throw us an alley-oop, here's the link. <coughs> Excuse me. He says, thanks a million for always always supporting the show. And it's www.gofundme.com forward slash C-R-T-S-D-E. So yeah, do uh, get on the Facebook page or just refer to that link that I just read out. And um, yeah. To feel free to donate to the courtside show. I'm not mad at, I'm not mad at all for him at him proposing that on there. I'm a huge supporter of the courtside podcast, and he's been a Hank McCoy and Vince Germano. You think they haven't been huge supporters of Timberwolves Explosion? <laughs> you think they haven't supported us? Are you kidding me? Yeah, they have very, very been very supportive of this show. So I have, I have no shame in uh, highly supporting the courtside in uh, in this movement as well. So there you go. <clears throat> I I personally have not donated yet. I probably shouldn't even be saying this, but yeah. But <laughs> I'm I'm having a really tough financial time right now. But I will be donating in the not too distant future. Here, I just need to kind of get through this uh, horrible month of April. It bites me in the ass every year, and you could probably guess why. It's it's uh, the tax man cometh. Anyhow, Vince Germano. That was a little too personal, Vince Germano. But I would like to yeah. Just in case they're wondering, why come he hasn't given anything? What the hell? If he's so supportive. <laughs> yeah, no, I will be. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, Vince Germano saying, Zach Levine, wow, you can trade us Shabazz now. You never know. And I didn't even post a reply on there, and I apologize. But then again, that wasn't too long ago. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody's going to get traded in the next year or two. I mean, there's no doubt about it. That's just how somebody is going to get traded because you don't want to lose them via free agency. They're all good players, but eventually, either somebody's going to have to be willing to be a really valuable six-man type of guy, or they're going to have to be traded at some point. You're going to have to be willing to trade them away to give them a, to give them a chance to really exceed whatever they're going to be to become what they're going to be. Some people think Shabazz could be a James Harden type of talent, maybe not quite at the MVP type of uber talent that James Harden is. Be, that James James Harden has become. I'm not too quick to call him an MVP just yet, but the possibility does exist for him. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. I'm gonna kind of get off that now. Let's go to Twitter at Wolves Explosion at Wolves Explosion. Brown, Vince, and yep, they were yeah. Tanae Brown, Vince, and Kamal Hilton all retweeting. The last episode, the uh, broken record, and even favoriting as well. Thank you guys so much. Those are the three kings right there. The three kings of Timberwolves Explosion. <laughs> yeah, well, no, Hank McCoy, too. Hello. 
and Joseph Phillips. I mean, uh, I shouldn't be leaving anybody out, but I mean, these guys have been the kings of uh, of uh, retweets and, and, sh- and shares and stuff, Facebook, all that. Thank you so very much, you guys. God bless you. Seriously. You think I'm kidding? God bless you. And it's not because all I care about is more listeners. It's because, well, you know, the, the show does need listeners to survive. You know, I mean, otherwise I'm just talking to myself and that kind of, def- I don't know, I think that kind of defeats the purpose of doing a show, doesn't it? I mean, I'd like to be entertaining somebody out there rather than just talking to myself, you know? I think I'm think I'm doing a show like maybe when I was 5, 5 to 15 years old when I used to do that. <laughs> okay, getting too personal again, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Um, here we go. H, what the heck? Okay, at Jesse, at Jesse Silbaugh, at Jesse underscore Silbaugh, saying, I mean, Levine tried to throw an alley where there wasn't one, <laughs> and we give the ball back after forcing a turnover. And this is during the Portman game. I was, yeah, I was saying, get a bleeping rebound, you zombies. I was getting so frustrated. I, I, I was just blowing up. Um... And then I was saying how it's unbelievable how sloppy they are. And he says, uh, we don't need Okafer, to be honest. We need a rim protector. We need Carl Towns. We need Carl Towns. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm starting to, yeah, and I was telling him right there, you know what, I've been thinking about that, and I'm starting to change too. Because we already have Andrew Wiggins, Tadouze, and, and Levine, and Shabazz Muhammad. All those guys can score. And you have... Uh, Tigori Zhang blocks shots, and he and he can be athletic and stuff as well. But he's not as he's not a true blue rim protector. I thought he was, but no. The last two years, I, the, I wouldn't say he's a full blown rim protector. I thought he was a better one last year than he was this year. I, mean, I don't know what happened there, but when you have Carl Towns, you know for sure you have a full blown, absolute, no doubt about it, rim protector. And then maybe, just maybe, you move Gargi to power forward. Well, gosh darn, <laughs> if you're not all the way in on Adrian Payne, and I'm not, I sure wouldn't be at this point, I'm not in on Adrian Payne all the way, no way. Let him and Gorgie Zhang compete for minutes at power forward, and maybe another guy, whoever he is, maybe uh, maybe another guy, but if you get Carl Towns to be the starting center of the future, and you still maybe have Pekovich come off the bench, damn, that's a pretty nice, that's actually, you go from a a very weak front line, especially right now, to to a really, really damn good front line. A ridiculously good front line. Especially if, like, guys can stay healthy as well. Um, I even asked him, uh, I'm honestly beginning to change to Towns also. And I was saying, uh, you must be listening to the show lately. <laughs> I keep plugging Okafor. He says, I have not, but if you're on iTunes, let me know. I might give it a spin. I was saying, I am Timberwolves. It's Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes. So hopefully you're listening and a shout out to you. Jesse. Uh, ho- hopefully he's listening. Sounds pretty cool and very knowledgeable. We've had conversations in the past. Um, we're pretty much of like mind when it comes to uh, uh, Timberwolves thoughts. Some, you know, some of these Minnesotans they think I'm too negative or they think, it's not even like I'm too negative necessarily. They might think I'm too critical, I guess, of, of this and that. And they, and of course they're way too drink, too much, too much Kool-Aid drinking when it comes to Kevin Garnett. And they get annoyed when I dare to say somebody might end up having a better career than Kevin Garnett. Well, I did on this show. I said it. It's out there, baby. And I'm not taking it back. <laughs> oh, boy. Now as I continue, this shouldn't be... Yeah, this won't be too much longer. As I was I was ripping those annoying, stupid Mall of America commercials on FSN. And yes, it's Mall of America Studios. You're going to get Mall of America commercials. 
Okay, I get that part. But my God, those commercials suck. Can't you, like, change it? Like, have something else? Uh, do you really want to advertise to a crowd that, oh, you know, that, that all it is is you go there and spend, like, a billion dollars on jeans, 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 and all that? I, I don't know. It just bugged me. I don't like those commercials. I'm not offended by them, but I just think they suck. And, and they're annoying. And, yeah, it's just, meh. It's just everything I hate about malls, actually. You go there just to spend, like, a complete moron. Is that really what you want to advertise? Okay, well, maybe it is. <clears throat> Rip City Bad Boys at Rip City Bad Boys. Yes, sir, they have a show. Portland and Detroit. This may this, I think this is Tristan Mayer because this was during the Portland game. So I do think this is Tristan Mayer who is the Rip City Portland guy. And, of course, Keelan King is the Detroit Pistons guy. Very nice show. Worth worthwhile. Do check it out without a doubt. <laughs> haven't really, yeah, we haven't been interacting much lately. Um... Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, so but it was really nice to hear from Tristan Mayer. Very cool, and um, yeah, willing to shout out when when we interact and stuff without a doubt. Uh, you're saying, uh, what do you think about Rubio and Pat going forward in long term plans or too injury prone? I say, yeah, basically, are they too, are Rubio and Pat too injury prone, or are they in the long term plans? I think um, Rubio is still in the long term plans. I don't think he's as injury prone as he is accident prone. Like. You know, he's more of an, he, he's more accident prone. Like, it's not like he gets hurt all the time, but when he does get hurt, it's it's really bad and it sucks type of thing. And if he's hurt, like, one year, it seems like he stays hurt. Where Pekovic, it's like he's hurt every Mickey freaking year, and it's annoying. I think Pekovic is not ultimately in the long-term plans if the Wolves can help it. I think Nikola Pekovic, well, I mean, I mean it depends. If, if Pekovic suddenly can find whatever it is, you know, solve whatever it is and stay healthy. More power to him, but I think you keep him as a backup and not a starter. That's, to me, the best case scenario for Pekovic. He's not a starter. Maybe he pays 20 to 20, 25 to 28 minutes a game, something like that off the bench. A major spark plug scoring center off the bench. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong at all with that. Um, and if he starts feeling any type of soreness, sit him down. And pray to God he's honest about it. Ricky Rubio is in the long-term plans. We just signed him to a multi-year deal. And when he was fully healthy, particularly at the beginning of the season, he looked so good out there. But once that ankle injury happened, I think his timing was off. I think his overall confidence was off. But you get an off-season and you get things corrected, maybe he comes back next year and averages 11.5 assists and he's way better. And he has a huge element to his game. He's a perfect match for Levine and Andrew Wiggins, without a doubt. And he's a perfect match for Anthony Bennett, and Adrian Payne, to be quite honest, because those guys are close-to-the-basket dunker-type players. They're athletic, close-to-the-basket type of guys. You think Ricky Rubio doesn't fit in with them? He does. <laughs> he absolutely does. Even even Gorgie Zhang and Carl Towns or Okafor or whatever. He's going to be a good... You know, you got to keep him. Long-term plan, Ricky Rubio is in. This is some kind of a random shout-out. Not sure if that's really uh, meaningful to the show. It's kind of back and forth. I wonder what this means. Um, hashtag polish. I guess that's a compliment. So uh, <laughs> at TJF Sports, I guess that's kind of a... Yeah, because I was... Oh, yeah, here we go. I was saying Wiggins' 30th 20-point game of the season. Not bad for a guy people thought was offensively limited coming into the draft, and that got a lot of favorites. I'm telling you. <laughs> that one got a lot of favorites, and I appreciate everybody out there for that. People really liked what I had to say about that, including Derek James, who works for uh, 1500. 
He's the NBA uh, Timberwolves blog writer for that site. So thank you very much for that. Zachary Stratton and I had a back-and-forth uh, conversation as well. He said, kid is going to be a force to be reckoned with, and he's only 20 years old. <clears throat> um, he says he, he just scratched the surface on how good he can be. He has all the tools to be a superstar in this league. Just needs to stay focused on getting better every day. And then uh, Vince Germano saying, yes, sir. When I was having a, uh, talking a bit about, um, yeah, I was talking about, are we really this bad? Are we just losing on purpose to the Lakers? Vince Germano at Vinrock44 was saying, are, are we really this stupid? LOL, but seriously, we have so many youngsters that want to prove themselves. And that's pretty much what was going on. The Lakers youth were playing well. Vince was saying, yes, sir. And then I said, Dominique Wiggins. Yeah, Dominique Wiggins in that game, man. I do believe that's the end of the interactions. Twitter got kind of busy this week. And yes, it is. Yes, it is. It was kind of a... It looked like it was going to be a really short fan interaction. And it got really big on Twitter. Lots of back and forth conversation. Do appreciate those of you that did have a conversation with me, ultimately, on there. And uh, Vince Germano, all you guys. Love you so much. Lots of interesting conversation, to be quite honest. And I'm pretty much out of time here. It's been an hour. So I want to thank you all so much for listening. Don't uh, please, please don't hesitate to tell a friend. It only helps the show. And for those of you out there that do like the show, maybe you've been listening for a while and I've never met you. Shout out, uh, you know, say hello to me on Twitter or Facebook. And of course, as well, anybody, anybody, anybody out there, if you were willing, yeah, if you're willing to write a review about Timberwolves Explosion on iTunes, like you like the show, give me a, a five star, four star, even a three star rating, whatever you want to give. Anything above two stars. I would say, to be quite honest, because I don't think this is a two-star show. I think it's a little, I, I think it's better than that. But give me a, give me a nice rating on there. Write a review. It doesn't have to be long. <laughs> it doesn't have to be long at all. But if you want it to be long, more power to you again. Thank you so much for your support of this show, and I will give you a shout-out uh, right away as soon as I see it on iTunes, because I do try to check it fairly frequently. Thank you so much, all of you, for your listenership, for your support. And all the just and I'm more than we'll be more than happy to support you as well. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back next week to wrap up only two games with the Wolves. And we're probably going to preview some playoff basketball, and that's going to be a lot of fun. And then we'll gradually get into the draft. It's going to go from slow draft into hardcore draft over the course of the next weeks and months. We'll be back next week. Take care. 